Hello, my name is Dean Bobar, and I am the Adult Life Minister at Christ Pacific Church in Huntington Beach, California. As a church, we are seeking to cultivate a vibrant community of faith, hope, and love that follows Jesus into the world so our neighbors may also experience God's goodness. You're listening to our Year in the Bible podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us or to subscribe to this podcast, visit us at cpchb.org. In 2000 of 2022, we are moving from the major prophets to the minor prophets. There are 12 books in this subsection of the Old Testament. In fact, in the Jewish tradition, these 12 books are treated as one book called the Book of the Twelve, or sometimes the Twelve. The name minor prophets get their name from their size, not their lack of importance. The word, quote-unquote, minor comes from the Latin word for small, since they're not as long as most of the major prophets. Lamentations and Daniel are the shorter ones amongst the five major prophets. To keep this podcast from getting too long, I'm going to give an overview of the minor prophets from a big picture perspective, so we don't have to cover all 12 books. We will take a look at the historical period covered by these books. It'll be a repetition from an earlier podcast. And then the message of the minor books. Let's get started with the historical period or periods covered by the minor prophets. Like the major prophets as a whole, the minor prophets or the book of the 12 go over the same broad historical periods. In the prophetic books, the people of Israel are living in the shadow of empire. To be precise, God's people from the 8th century to the 5th century BC experience God's disciplinary judgment through the Neo-Assyrian, Neo-Babylonian, and Medo-Persian empires. There are three historical periods the writing prophets spoke to, each one matching up with one empire. First, we have the Assyrian period from about 750 to 612 BC, which covers the rise and domination of the Neo-Assyrian empire, including the Assyrian conquest of the northern kingdom of Israel, in 722 BC. Next, we have the Babylonian period from about 612 to 539 BC. This includes the rise and domination of the Neo-Babylonian Empire, including the Babylonian conquest of the southern kingdom of Judah in 586 BC. Finally, there's the Persian period from about 539 to 400 BC, where we see the rise and domination of the Medo-Persian Empire including the return of the southern kingdom to the promised land beginning in 538 BC and the rebuilding of the temple in about 516 BC. It may be helpful to recall this basic and good definition of the prophets in the scriptures. The prophets are God's spokespeople who communicate God's will for God's people. Recall that the prophetic books are about foretelling and foretelling. In other words, God's prophets speak both about the future ahead of time, foretelling, and speak forth truth into the present situation of God's God's people, foretelling. Between the two, the prophets are more about foretelling than foretelling. So what is the overall message of the prophetic books, specifically the minor prophets? So let's move on to the message of the minor prophets. Following much Jewish scholarship, many recent scholars are acknowledging that these 12 books seem to tell an overall message. Running through all the different historical situations related in them, 
these books contain a clear message that follows the pattern of sin, punishment, and restoration. I have found the work of evangelical Old Testament scholar Paul House to be particularly helpful. The following comes from House and highlights some interesting connections amongst the Book of the Twelve. This is from his Old Testament survey, pages 231 to 233. There's a movement from sin to punishment to restoration as you make your way through these 12 books. So first, there's sin in Hosea through Micah. We see Hosea relating Israel's general spiritual adultery. Then Joel hits on Israel's sin plus the nation's general wickedness. Amos then relates the specific sins of Israel and the nations. And then Obadiah hits on Edom's hatred of Israel. Jonah on Israel's hatred of Assyria. And finally, Micah transitions to the solution for sin. The next three prophetic books, Nahum, Habakkuk, and Zephaniah, focus on punishment. Nahum focuses on Assyria's punishment. Habakkuk revolves around Israel and Babylon's punishment. And then Zephaniah hits on the punishment of all nations. Finally, the last three books of the Minor Prophets and the Old Testament in the Christian arrangement hit on restoration. Haggai covers the restoration of the temple, Zechariah the restoration of Jerusalem and the nations, and Malachi the restoration of the Jewish people. So that's a lot of information. How can we put this all together in a simple way? Well, another evangelical Old Testament scholar, J. Daniel Hayes, has helpfully summarized the message of the prophetic books, both the major and minor ones. Listen to what Hayes says, and I quote, Within the Mosaic Covenant, primarily defined by Deuteronomy, and within the historical context of the looming expansionistic world powers of Assyria and Babylonia, the message of the prophets can be summarized by the following three points. Number one, you, Israel, or Judah have broken the covenant. You had better repent. Two, no repentance, then judgment. Judgment will also come on the nations. Finally, number three, Yet there's hope beyond the judgment for a glorious future restoration, both for Israel and Judah and for the nations, end quote. As you make your way through any prophetic book, whether major or minor, keeping in mind this pattern of sin, punishment, and restoration will be supremely helpful. I found it to be so. Let's explore one well-known passage in the minor prophets to see how this dynamic pattern is at work. This passage is Hosea chapter 11, verses 1 through 9, which reads, When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. The more I called them, the more they went from me. They kept sacrificing to the Baals and offering incense to idols. It was also I who taught Ephraim to walk. I took them up in my arms, but they did not know that I had healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness, with bands of love. I was to them like those who lift infants to their cheeks. I bent down to them and fed them. They shall return to the land of Egypt, and Assyria shall be their king, because they have refused to return to me. The sword rages in their cities. It consumes their oracle priests and devours because of their schemes. My people are bent on turning away from me. To the Most High they call, but he does not raise them up at all. How can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I hand you over, O Israel? How can I make you like Adma? How can I treat you like Zeboim? 
My heart recoils within me. My compassion grows warm and tender. I will not execute my fierce anger. I will not again destroy Ephraim, for I am God and no mortal, the Holy One in your midst, and will not come in wrath. We see here the full pattern of sin, punishment, restoration. God's people are indicted for their sin of idolatry. See verse 2. Then we see God responding in judgment to the lack of repentance in verse 5, which reads, They shall return to the land of Egypt, and Assyria shall be their king, because they have refused to return to me. See the play in words there? They either return to the Lord or they return to Egypt as they are exiled, as part of their exile. Finally, in verses 8 and 9, God's heart is laid bare as he moves in compassionate mercy to promise restoration after the time of judgment. This pattern is what we see in the gospel. As followers of Jesus, we get to glory in the good news of Jesus, who took on the punishment for our sin. The Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, For our sake he made him to be sin, or a sin offering, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Thanks so much for joining us for our Year in the Bible podcast. If you'd like to hear more about our Year in the Bible campaign to subscribe or learn how you can become engaged with us as a church, please visit us at cpchb.org.